Hey guys, welcome back to the Run It Back podcast. I am your host, Joy, alongside with me, as always, is Wes. How's your week, Wes? Happy round one, Joy, and Run It Back Nation, happy round one. You know, I'm feeling good. Um, It's a little bit rough this week, but hey, you know, just have a dose of uh, F1 and uh, maybe a little bit of time outside and uh, pain's going to ease up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, wow, what a what a race we had today, Wes. Uh, so we're recording this uh, Sunday, uh, March twenty eighth. So you know, pretty much, we're fr- uh, the race is fresh on our minds. It, it was an incredible race, probably one of the best opening races I've ever seen uh, in Formula One. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it, Wes. Um, so throughout the first week of Formula One, I was super excited when Friday dropped FP one through FP three. Max Verstappen topped all practices, I think. I think it was for FP2 and FP3 more. Uh, but yeah, he topped it all. Um, and I was surprised. So, like, so at this point, people were saying, like, okay, this is not Mercedes sandbagging, right? This is actually Red Bull just being a lot faster than Mercedes. And so, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts uh, if you, you know, kind of watch just the, even the highlights of FP1 through FP3? You know, it's uh, pretty impressive because uh, Red Bull is one of those teams that we expect to do better this season, right? And that was a pretty good sample size on what they could do for the rest of the season. Of course, for Mercedes, it's now predictions or, excuse me, like assumptions have now become reality. Right. There is now a team that's willing to go toe-to-toe with them. Right. And sure, it's FP1, 2, and 3. So, of course, the times there are not going to be reflective of what's going to happen later. So, right. on Saturday and Sunday. But, of course, um, looking at it from a lens of uh, supporting Lewis all these years, and uh, I guess to some extent Mercedes, you're just kind of like, uh oh. Yeah. Like, there's a true challenge now. And then if you're a Red Bull, it's like, oh, yeah, our time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, it, I felt kind of. It feels different uh, this year, Wes. Um, I was there when, you know, I was able to watch the um, the season. Uh, I think it was 2017 when Ferrari had pretty much their best challenge when Sebastian Vettel was pretty much uh, considered probably the, the second best driver on the grid next to Lewis Hamilton. And um, the first two races, Sebastian Vettel won. So he won Australia and then he won Bahrain back to back. For some reason, though, I wasn't that worried. I thought Seb, somehow, like Seb and Ferrari just weren't going to keep up. Maybe it's because of the development of the Ferraris. I kind of knew that they weren't going to develop as much as Mercedes, so I thought kind of safe. However, uh, it, it feels uh, different, Ryle. It, it feels different now. Uh, Red Bull look like they are, they see, they smell blood in the water, and, and I feel like, they're a, a vi- much more vicious team than than Ferrari, and, and once they start winning, they're not going to stop. Absolutely, um, I do also want to add that like McLaren showed out yeah. in the FPs, Lando yeah. particularly, and it's now playing into our expectations, right, Joy? And you know, on your sentiment about Red Bull. It could be that they could be smelling blood in the water, but also they're so adamant about taking their aero title back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because they were known as the aero team, right? right? And, of course, you know, for the past few years, it seemed like Mercedes was like, we're the captains now. 
Right. So now it's kind of like Red Bull's like, no, let's let's try and get that back. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you pointed out uh, McLaren because McLaren did look like they were right there. Like at, at some point of practice, in some points of practice, it looked like they were the second best team on the grid. Uh, but at, at the same time, you know, Mercedes was still trying to kind of, you know, pick the right setup. And so I get that and stuff like that. But um, yeah, Wes, was there any other team that kind of stood out to you in FP3 or just in final practice? Or in uh, practice in general? Yeah. Free practice in general? Uh, Alpha Tori. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Absolutely. you know, our... I hate to call him this, and he is technically younger than us. But our kid, our freaking yeah. kid, he's, yeah. uh, he was, he he did a he had a good uh, first uh, few runs out there in FP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, me and my brother um, were actually really excited about Yuki Sonoda. Yuki Sonoda looks like he's really quick, and um, I actually pop uh, probably contrary to popular opinion, I think he could beat Gasly. Um, in that AlphaTauri uh, over it's, the course of the season. It looks like it. And, of course, uh, for all our listeners um, that are new, welcome to the show, first and foremost. But, of course, our experienced listeners know my favorite racing um, fictional uh, show in its initial D. Mm. In FP, um, Yuki Sonoda did an initial D move without really <laughs> killing his time. Right. Which is basically a four-wheel drift. <laughs> with the car so if you can do that and still not have your lap completely killed right you're something special yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and you know i mean for me i guess my favorite uh well it's not really an anime but like a japanese motoring show is best motoring. best motoring i think i mean i love you know that max nobu uh and then you have Keiichi Suchia, right? Yep, exactly. So I love those three guys, uh, and I think it's Max, right? Max Orido is also still in GT three hundred. Uh, yeah. For so yeah. Uh, no, no, both of them. Him and uh, Nobu. Oh, Nobu. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Or I haven't Nob. really seen Nobu. Hmm. I've or seen Nob, Max. Max. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny uh, seeing them because uh, usually they joke. They joke around in best motoring, but uh. Oh yeah, yeah. they always like do some dumb things <laughs> while while driving cars at their absolute limit yeah, yeah absolutely and so but yeah uh i'm just glad that there's a japanese driver on the grid and he is really fast uh, agreed i think i agreed. think the the last time i've ever seen a japanese driver with this much pace in the car was probably uh nakajima no, no kazuki no. yeah yeah nakajima right yeah yeah was he? Uh, was he, he was the uh, last one? The last, uh, the the driver for Toyota. Oh no! Or, because oh, no. Nak yeah, 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 you're not. <clears throat> excuse me, because Kazuki was. Uh, oh, I mean Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Kobayashi yeah. Kazuki go. was Williams Toyota. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah and Williams BMW, I think. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Kobayashi, Kobayashi, um, Kamui, Kamui Kobayashi. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, he has Kamuku Kobayashi pace. Now, Kamuku Kobayashi, I don't know if you guys, uh, if any of the listeners are keen uh, Formula One uh, fans as well, but um, Kamui's downfall was pretty much like he, he got into a lot of accidents. It doesn't seem like the case for Yuki. And so, 
that's why we're excited. You know, he he seems like a kid that just love that has the grip into. He's a natural, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, he it's it's still very raw, right? Right. But of course, you know, uh, it's very special. But Joy, I mean, I know you did. You just asked me, but I kind of want to ask you back. What was uh, who who stood out to you? Oh, okay. Uh, for me. The guy who stood out the most, I think, was Norris, Lando Norris. Lando P four. Yes. Right? My goodness. There was a there was a moment in the well we'll, we'll talk about it later, but there, there ha- he had great moments throughout the weekend, but no greater moment than in the race, you know, finishing P four. And so uh but yeah. Um uh let's move on, Wes. Sure. Qualifying. Biggest shocker oh to you. God. Uh, biggest shocker, Ferrari one and two in uh, Q two. Q two. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was a- in a virtual tie. I was uh, I was kind of uh, it was shocking to me because I was like maybe Ferrari just let the horses go. They just let the prancing horse go. Uh, cause, well, not, not, I mean, now that you say that, maybe they did, and it was just like, okay, that's it, we're done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought for a second there that Ferrari was back and they could challenge Red Bull and Mercedes. So, but yeah, um, for me, I think the biggest shocker to me was Perez, right? That was a little rough. I'm not gonna lie. It was him rough. and Sebastian. That was. Oh yeah. That well, was not Sebastian. fun to watch. That was not fun to watch for either of those two guys. Right. Uh, now, funny thing is, uh, there's a report saying that you know Sebastian Vettel's time was hindered by the double yellow flags, and that um, what do you call it? Uh, and that you know he had to back out of his lap, right, because of the double waved yellows, uh, when Mazepin spun, for some reason. Um, well. Apparently that contributed to um, a penalty. Right, right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, still, overall, it was pretty underwhelming. For, right, right, even in general, even before that. Right. So he ignored uh, double waved yellows. If uh, for, so, for anyone listening, he actually ignored the double waved yellows, and what that means is that you know someone's either had a crash or spun out, and you're supposed to slow down just in case um, there's something on the track that you don't see. Uh, and Sebastian Vettel ignored it. But uh, here's the funny thing, Wes. Um, so Sebastian Vettel ignored the uh, the flags, yet the stewards noted that he was actually going slower. Like, there was no way that he could improve his lap, even though he ignored the yellow flag. So he probably could have stayed 18th. He probably could have qualified 18th regardless. But uh, yeah, that's kind of heartbreaking. That still sucks because right. we put so much expectations on Sebastian um, having a bounce back year yeah. with Aston Martin, and right now it's not there. It's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was hoping that he would he could kind of prove himself a little bit more, but uh, yeah, like uh, like what I was saying, um, Sergio Perez was only three tenths off of Max Verstappen in Q2 when he was knocked out. He was in P11. And it was three one-hundredths of a second that he missed from getting to Q3, which sucks because the team asked him, Red Bull asked him if he wanted to go to the soft tires to secure a place in Q3. He said, no, keep me on the the mediums. And so, yeah, uh, in hindsight, you know, could you imagine how different 
this race would have been if Perez was r alongside Bottas, right? Like, strategy just goes out the window after that. Sure. Um, but then again, also, we don't want to undermine how well uh, Ferrari and McLaren did to get yeah. to where they actually were on the actual grid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. of course, you know, in a way, it kind of made sense for Checo because Checo was good at tires. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it just He's... didn't play out. And, of course, I'm sure I'm sure once uh, it, it was noted that uh, Checo did not make it out of Q2, <laughs> Formula Internet went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the memes of uh, Christian Horner and Helmut Marko on the phone calling calling substitute drivers on the way like all this all of a sudden popped up you know so i, bet, was, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a meme of alex albon just sitting somewhere oh yeah absolutely like pretty upset <laughs> with a sniper scope yeah um but yeah um but yeah uh qualifying was was quite um pretty straightforward but it was still chaotic in a way um max for let's not let's not forget yeah the back and forth at the front yeah yeah absolutely and and yeah like Pretty much just going back and forth, Lewis and um, Max trading blows for pole position. Um, I think also Bottas three four te four tenths behind Hamilton. That's that's kind of a uh, it's not good. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna save my uh, Bottas talk for later if that's okay. okay yeah yeah that's perfectly fine so yeah uh let's gonna, let me let my let my batteries charge real quick yeah ers yeah let so my, uh, let my ers charge up a little bit absolutely so we're gonna so that's gonna be a bigger topic for you guys um the red bull and the mercedes uh but right now we're gonna cover the race for the midfield and everyone else below and so yeah was incredible race today um like I said, it was probably one of the most exciting opening races I've ever seen. Uh, and usually, yeah. you know, usually we o we open in Australia, but now you know we open in Bahrain, which is not bad. I really like this track. Anything that surprised you in the race, negative and positive. Negative and positive. I'm surprised that MSC did not really do much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought I thought he would be. I mean, he was ahead of the Williams, I think, at the end of the day, right? Uh, no, no, but... no. Uh, he was last. He was dead last, I think. Or oh, wow. I, th I think Gasly was actually dead last, but yeah, it goes to show how how where I where my eyes are on the timetable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one, no, no, one through ten. But um, no, but you're 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 not wrong. Uh, he was in no man's land. He was just by himself, literally the entire race. Yeah, and of course, you know, we can't blame we oh, can't yeah. blame MSC Mick because as uh, the announcer said, um doesn't help when you have the slowest car. The slowest it doesn't car. help to do too much when you have the slowest car on right. the grid. And of course, both uh Haas drivers did too much. One of them went off after 3, which I'm pretty happy about, not going to lie. All right. Um what is it about head. Haas? What is it about Haas and turn 3s? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, also, I Williams, man, come on. Yeah, I mean they're they're getting up there. They're, now they're trading with uh they're trading blows with Alfa Romeo. So okay, but 
how the hell are you gonna go to Q two and lose it? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's George. I mean that's that's. Just- it's not George's fault. I know. Right. I know. Right. But yeah. you would think that they would make a, a little bit of more stride than just battling with Alpha. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, but yeah. Um, but for better, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, McLaren whooped that horse ass. Slapped that horse on the ass. <laughs> oh hell yeah, Lando. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Rick, I I kind of wish Rick, I kind of wish Rick did a little bit more, but you know it's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, first race, right? As a McLaren driver, I, I didn't expect a lot from him. Um, I thought he did pretty well. Uh, but yeah. Um, funny fun fact, Wes Haas is not gonna uh develop the car throughout the season, so they're gonna. This is gonna be a long twenty three races for them. Yes. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I want them all to do well. Maybe 19 of the 20 drivers on the grid, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, man, that's just kind of heartbreaking, right? Haas is not going to develop the car. They're already the slowest car on the grid. So. Well, I mean, that's kind of their own doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. For me, what's the what's the most shocking? Uh, I think the most shocking thing event that also goes well with a quote that was being said during the race was, um, "What what is he doing? Like, well, <laughs> what is he doing? He he moved, he moved lines, and that was Sebastian Vettel when he literally rammed in the back of Esteban Ocon's." I really i I cannot explain that because. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to Sebastian. Dude, he literally just ran in the back of Ocon. Like, um, he he's got a yip or something. Like, uh, and, and I don't know if you heard the 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 radio s, but Vettel kind of blamed it on Ocon, saying, "No, like, I know. He, he I, I I watched the race in full joy. And right. I was like, uh, that doesn't make any sense because because right. he didn't Ocon, move at all. He was just straight. Ocon actually technically." Or not technically, he actually had the right position because, of right. course, when you're going right, you go, you go left, then right. right, right, not not in the middle of the road, then right. It doesn't work unless you're playing the damn video game. I don't know, man. I don't know what's happening to Sebastian. Um, but I hope he gets out of this funk. Um, you know, it's uh, because watching him in the back of the field while Stroll is actually fighting in the midfield, kind of wheel-to-wheel, kind of being impressive. Uh, Sebastian was, uh, you know. I, but, I, but I, I mean, I hate to be, like, a stickler, but it's still pretty underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's but, still pretty under. It feels like it feels like the pink car was a little bit faster. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the, Aston the, green looks, the green looks so nice, though. It does, it does, but... You know, definitely, there's no. It's not. It's not a secret, right? Like the Aston Martins are no longer the third best team on the grid. They're not. They're no longer the third fastest team. And so, yeah, yeah. I do want to add this though. I, it just gave me joy to see our kid in points places for a good while. P nine, three points, right? So there you go. Look at that. Three points in your first race. Yeah. Yeah. Yuki. That's three more than Gasly. So, uh, but uh, no, nah, I'm just playing. But uh, yeah. Um, I guess the the number one thing that surprised me in a positive way. Uh, da, 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 da. hmm. 
you know, I'm probably just gonna put it out. Uh, the Ferraris, they they actually did pretty well in the race, right? Oh they, no, yeah, they did great. Of right. course, uh, you know, it was just funny to see sim racing become real. <laughs> i.e. Lando, Lando versus rounding Leclerc. the outside on Leclerc, and yeah, it yeah. actually worked. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I love about this is that um, it's close racing. It's on the edge, but it's never to the point where you think it's unfair. You know, because someone either pushes someone off or like, because the, these young drivers they just have so much respect for each other. They just want to see each other. They just want to race each other clean. And that's what I get. That's what I feel when I see Leclerc and um, Norris race, and even Signs, right? And Ricardo. There, there was just this. This race was just back and forth, right? It doesn't matter if you were just watching the the front of the field or the middle of the field. There was action going on, and that's what I loved. But uh, yeah, yeah. Any more? Any more thoughts, Wes, on the race? Uh, you know. No, let's get into the juicy details up in the front, if you if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, da, 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 da. okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right, guys, we're gonna. You don't you don't want to take a break? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back in a couple. With the Run It Back podcast, uh, and so we will continue by talking about the two. Biggest teams in Formula One and two of the teams that are vying for the championship, it seems. Finally, we have two teams going for the championship. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the the team that looks like they're the fastest team in Formula One at the very moment. And that's Red Bull, right? Um, Wes, what are your reactions to Red Bull throughout the weekend? And maybe just, you know, if you want, just the race as well. If I had to really sum it up, Joey, they did everything right, but for whatever reason, but win. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like the clutchest of the clutch moments just didn't fall in Red Bull's favor. But you know, right? For the most part, it was pretty much Red Bull's race to win, right? Because they did everything right. You know, um, when I was uh, speaking with you. Uh, outside of our podcast joy i said that there is a it's an easier thing that's said than done but there's a three phase game plan to beating lewis right beat him in qualifying beat him in the start and run away from him over the x amount of laps right yeah yeah technically max did all 2.99 out of those three things <laughs> Yeah. And holy cow, I I think Red Bull has put the the competition on notice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That they're not messing around anymore, and that this floor change and all this stuff is gonna work to their favor. And of course, uh, you know, I think a part of it is also just the motivation because uh, they're gonna be losing Honda after the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's funny that um, you know, you 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 say that because yeah, they they were quite close to perfect um this weekend right um there were some kind of for me there were some questionable decisions that were made by red bull was that um when lewis hamilton did um when he did the undercut red bull decided to keep verstappen out when they knew that he was losing time to lewis and then that 
pretty much gave Lewis the lead. Um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it was just strange. Um, and of course, right. Like, um, like we said, if Sergio Perez was there, if he was lined up in the second row next to Bottas, I'm pretty sure, you know, and that's what me and my brother were also talking about. Like if, if Max Verstappen finds himself in a Mercedes sandwich, it's over because then they could just play any kind of uh, strategy that they want against Max and Max would have to obey whatever strategy that, you know, because then if Bottas is on third and if they undercut, then Verstappen has to cover that undercut. It's the vice versa. And so like, yeah, you know, having Perez there forces Mercedes to think twice about what they do. And that's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I was thinking about that uh, because Verstappen found himself in that sandwich so many times, especially towards the, uh, I think it was the last stint where, yeah, you said Lewis was chewing up the time. And I don't know why Max in his right mind said, keep me out there if I have the pace <laughs> when he clearly didn't. Right. So I don't know. It was a big chess match, and that's what I really enjoyed. I, I really did. Um, and I, I mean, also, but I will also say, like, for Red Bull, though, it was pretty underwhelming to see Perez stuck in the formation lap. Oh, my that God. That is not a good look at no, all. I'm just, I'm just glad he was able to get it started and then, you know, go on from there. Now, of course, he had to start pretty much last. He had to start from the pit lane. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, five points no, five points p5 today which you know those points are going to be so crucial when we get to constructors when we're you know and so but oh yeah. for sure i mean 100 yeah he was cutting through the field and but then again you know let's also not forget that there's still some lingering uh, parts issues because verstappen was fighting differential issues oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely and you know, there's this obviously, obviously there's you know controversial between turn four, how deep can you go on the exit, um, you know, and so yeah, there's definitely a lot of controversy. But um, you know, we we were speaking um, earlier today, Wes. It seems like Max Verstappen is very mature. He he's matured so much, right? Um, not only that, he listens to the team. He trusts the team a lot more than when he was younger. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it seems as though, yes, he looked disappointed when he was on the podium that, uh, he couldn't, you know, he didn't get the win, but at the same time, he, he knew that, that, he, that second place wasn't the worst thing that could happen. To him. Well, for sure. And, you know, that's part of being an adult, right? Right. You're supposed to mature as you get older. Right. Like I would be, I I would be hard pressed to think that Verstappen's still gonna act like a kid, you know, at his age. Right. You know, uh, and yeah, I mean, he has every right to take today's P two pretty hard. Right. Because they did just about everything right, uh, Red Bull. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it's a reminder of how great your opposition is. And it's gonna take a lot more, and I'm I'm really I really mean that, a yeah. lot more than what you all just did to to beat Lewis. 
Yeah. In other words, you have to come up with the A++ game plan, and you better hope that Lewis comes with a B-plus game plan. <laughs> and how many times that's going to happen this season, I can't say for sure, but but chances are it's not going to be much, if at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, Wes, I, I do think that Red Bull lost this race. They didn't, you know, and not as much as... Well, yeah, uh, I think I think the, the headlines spoke for themselves, right? The best driver won today, not the best car, right? And so that speaks volumes of, of, of Lewis Hamilton. Well, right, yeah. and that's really how racing its purest form is. It's not always about the car. It's about the driver. Right, right. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, and I guess this is the perfect time to move on to Mercedes. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, um, Lewis gets a lot of criticism that, He's always had the best car under him, but this season it doesn't seem like he does. And I think okay, here here's the way I see it. Right, Bottas will give you the exact limit of the car, right? And Bottas was four tenths off of Hamilton in qualifying. I think there are special drivers that can push a little bit more um, on the car. Martin Brundle used to say like the the greatest of us can find a tenth or here or two within a course of a lap, right? The greatest ones, like Ayrton Senna, can find half a second. And Lewis is pretty much finding a half a second between him and, and, and Bottas. And so I don't think that Mercedes car, that Mercedes-Benz Formula One team, or that car, I don't think it's anywhere close to that Red Bull racing car. I think it's a, it's Hamilton that's making it really close. Okay, Jared. Well, then my reminder to you is it's going to be a simple math, and I hope you can uh, equate this for for me. Mm. Lewis Hamilton plus quote unquote second best car equals so far a win. So far a win, and the last time he was in that situation, I. AKA McLaren 2008. Mm. What did that equal? A championship. Exactly. So well, it's about the driver. Well, it's let's about see. the driver. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I want to see Lewis and Max, you know, fight it out. Um, but yeah, we will see. Right. Well, uh, well, I'm not going to say, I'm not trying to say that Lewis is going to go undefeated. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I no, can't, no. I can't, I don't think even Lewis can promise us that. Well, yeah, actually, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I guess this kind of goes hand-to-hand hand with, like, how I think of Mercedes now, why I'm so worried about Red Bull, is because back then I could look at a calendar and say, like, oh, yeah, these are the races that Mercedes is going to win, like, for sure. But if I look at the calendar now, I don't think that there's one particular weekend that I'm confident that they're going to win. Because it seems like Honda has built the best engine and Red Bull have the best car, have the best chassis. That may be true as of right now, right? Right. But, of course, you know... Yeah. We, we can't... We don't know until we race. Right, right, right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that, right. I mean... So, in two weeks' time, guys, we're, we're going to be in Imola historic Imola. We're back at Imola. Um, early predictions, Wes? 
Imola. Before we get there, can we talk about can we talk Ooh. about Valtteri Bottas yes. real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he, I think he's I think he's in hot water. <laughs> I, I think the guy's in trouble. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the reason why they signed him to a one year. Sorry for missing that, by the Bro, way. Yeah, like how how in the world? I mean, uh, truth be told, uh, James and Toto, don't ask him to hunt ever again. <laughs> Ever. Let's go hunting. Let's go hunting. Ever. That's what they told him. And guess what happened? He 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 fell back. He fell back. Oh my god! And, uh, like look, and and from the beginning, he was already even. He was already fighting uh, red and orange. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Which is not what you want. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Brandon, he he called the car undrivable. But he called the car undrivable uh, earlier in the weekend. Right. But then you know you got. You got somebody named Lewis Hamilton telling you otherwise. Well, there's well, that's the thing, right? There's a there's a driver on the other, pretty much on the polar opposite of the field that constantly is driving cars that are unstable, but manages to get them out of Q two, right? Into Q two, into Q two, uh, and aiming for a Q three, right? And it just so happens that he's a Mercedes driver a mercedes junior driver right and he is going to be open next season so it's let, let's just say joy this weekend was not a good first weekend for second drivers <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely oh, I mean, Let, let's just let's just say that i mean that's sure. the thing right like uh, i've always thought that the championship is going to go down to max versus lewis and then under constructors it's sergio versus bottas right uh, right so and yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, both guys did not. They kind of underwhelmed. Well, not uh, that kind of an understatement. Well, I mean, uh, Sergio was on a rampage. Sure, but still, like, yeah, just the just the just the visual effects of it, like him just getting stuck, <laughs> and him not making out of making it out of Q two. That's not a good look. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I I completely agree with you. And of course, Botas not being able to help anyone out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say it right now. I don't think you're going to see Botas in that seat next year, not unless Hamilton leaves. And you know, of course, they're going to need a second driver. But then uh, that's going to be a retooling year for Mercedes. Right. Then. Well, that's the thing. I think I think there's going to be two new drivers in Mercedes if that's the case, right? If Lewis leaves, they're not going to bring back Botas. Well, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just keep talking. Let's just like continue on how disappointed we are. Yeah. In VB seventy seven. VB seventy seven. But yeah. Because VB sucked D today, and I I try to like him. Yeah. Okay. I try so hard. Yeah. To enjoy watching Valtteri Bottas, but he gives me a reason not to. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love him if you watch. Uh... Drive to Survive season three because you you get to see all of him. Oh, so that was the selling point. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you nah, get to man, see all I, of him. I, I'd rather at this point. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't flinch if Lando overtook him a few times oh, this yeah, season. No, no, I, I and never gave agree. it back. That's the thing. I completely agree with you. Uh, if, if well. Mm, if Bottas and Sergio Perez were kind of like the lead drivers, let's say if there was no Lewis or Max, 
I mean, there would probably be no midfield. <laughs> It'd probably be like one field and like the back markers. That's it. Oh my god. Well, then that's what the fans want, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. But then, but then again, that means then we'd be robbed of generational talent, which yeah. is yeah. Um, Max and uh, Lewis. But then again, of course, the generational talents could possibly be like Lando, Charles. Yeah. You know. Um, and and that's that, not that a, golden generation, right? Like Lando, Charles, George. All right, and that's not a yeah. that's not a knock on Bottas or Perez. It's just that you know that Max and Lewis are just that special because they were just by themselves racing each other. Yeah, absolutely. And man, I think also this race showed, you know, uh, the birth of future Formula One stars too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, and maybe Formula One clowns but that's besides the point <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh but yeah um all right Wes. so early predictions imola early product productions predictions imola i'll share yeah i'll, I'll share mine uh, just to give you a little bit more time. sure please yeah i think it's gonna be a red bull dominance i think this is one where it's a high downforce track I think this is where Mercedes is going to struggle a little bit if, um, you know, Bahrain is more of a power track. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's where Mercedes is going to pick up points. I think this is a, a Red Bull dominated. This is going to this is going to be a weekend that Red Bull is going to dominate. Well, two weeks from now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see more of the same. Oh, okay. I think we're going to see a really big chess match. And, and Imola, wow. And, hey, don't underestimate the team aspect of it all. Oh, no, no, And I'm the not. mechanics. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to come with this. Um, and by that, I mean Mercedes. They're going to come with a setup oh, yeah. that could be comparable. Yeah. And from there, we could see the same thing over and over again. Dude, if, if all the races are exa as exciting as it was today, I can't wait. I can't wait. Twenty-two more races to go. It took us. A, it took. A, it took a Formula One a few years to get that straightened out. But hey, <laughs> I mean, better late than never. I mean, if if the racing is close between Max and Lewis, imagine how close it's going to be next year, right? When, when this is just a clean slate. Well, that's if. That's a big if. Right. We'll see. Because that that one of those generational talents might not be around anymore. Oh yeah, at that point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know I I think that's okay. I think the new era of Formula One drivers are, they're they're up for it. We'll see, we'll see, and who knows? Maybe we might have a new champion by the end of it, by the new season. So we'll see. For sure, uh, for sure, man. But uh, yeah, that, that's my take. I think it'll yeah. be a lot a lot of the same. Uh, so it's gonna be like Max versus Lewis, and then the two other guys are just not gonna do anything to help them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, we'll probably I'll I'll probably ask you the same question uh, midway through the season, see where we're at in points uh, until then. But yeah, uh, that's the show tonight, guys, uh, for the Run It Back podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, tune in for the No Decision podcast where we're gonna pretty much discuss, you know, the landscape of boxing. Um, the biggest news this week is pretty much Tyson, Holyfield, uh, Fortuna, and Ryan Garcia, and even Povetkin and Dillian White. So, yeah, 
Stay tuned, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Keep it on track. Be well.